Maromi Mania sweeps the nation. This is Sean Robinson reporting for the ASO Radio News. Maromi, the popular pink plush puppy, has been sweeping stores across the nation with its popularity. Maromi's brand stretches from dresses to toothbrushes to toothpaste and all sorts of floral prints and designs available in cute little plastic creatures you can get from vending machines. A local purchaser had this to say. Oh, Maromi's products are so cute. I could stare at her and play with her floppy little ears for hours. And she just has this cutest little look on her face. And her eyes just stare so deep into your soul. And you feel like you really connect with her. Health experts warn that Maromi and Maromi mania could be dangerous to people's health. Well, I just think that this Maromi fad could pose long-term danger to people if they're not careful with their purchasing and uh, viewing time habits. However, it's been revealed that Maromi will be followed up by a successful new cat product line which may go and well replace the popular mascot before its cartoon airs later this fall. This is Sean Robinson reporting for the ASO Radio News. And now, back to your regularly scheduled ASO Radio program. There's clever engineers. But no. Time for ASO Radio. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and a taco of all ages to ASO Radio episode number 98. I'm your host, the one and only extraordinaire, NZ17, and today we have a most fabulous episode to bring to you. This, of course, is part of our three countdown to episode 100, 98, 99, 100. So let's get the show on the road with some awesome anime news. I would like to note, by the way, that when I recorded episode 97, I said 97 and 98 were going to be Gemini's twins. Two episodes, both recorded, one after the other, or simultaneously. Unfortunate, fatally, fate had different plans in store, and so 98 got recorded after 97 by quite a large margin. However, 98 and 99 are the new Gemini twins. You could say that they're triplets, and it was fraternal. So 97 is the fraternal twin of the actual biological twins of 98 and 99. But regardless, anime news. Let's get to it. Starting with Genion looking for anime product manager. Yes, it seems there's quite a lot of anime companies currently looking for some new employees. Uh, first up, of course, Genion has posted a listing for an anime product manager on Monster.com. The position involves daily marketing projects and budgeting planning and execution of all company, industry, trade shows, and conventions. So if you like touring cons, well, baby, let me tell you, that's the job to get. And next up, Seven Seas Entertainment is looking for Japanese to English translators for a wide variety of translation products. Be sure to contact Seven Seas Entertainment if you're interested in that position. And let me tell you, 
If you can get into the anime industry, it's a fun place to work. But of course, I wouldn't want to live there. Don't like Okay, uh, next up, Nana Kitiade, not coming to New York City. Uh, the tentatively planned Nana Kitade concert on August 7th in New York has been canceled. Kitade will still perform at Otacon and in Boston and San Francisco next month. Next up, Naruto Ninja Fest kicks off. Uh, Naruto Ninja Dome 06 commenced with voice actors Junko Takauchi and Kuzuhiko Inoue recording fan messages for a radio show. The five-day festival, which attracted about 250 fans on its first day, was held in the Prism, Hotel, uh, Prism Hall and the Tokyo Dome City Convention Complex. And last for this episode, Jetix leaves ABC Family in September. The Jetix anime block, and I use that term loosely, which features Digimon and Oban Star Racers, will leave ABC Family on September 1st. It will continue to be available on Toon Disney, or is expected to grow by several hours this fall. Hopefully, Toon Disney doesn't make it neuter itself from any anime ties. That's it for the news. Now let's jump into the reviews. Okay, so for a very special episode 98 review, we're going to be reviewing the remainder of Paranoia Agent. That corresponds to episodes 5 through 13, or volumes 2 through 4 of the DVD. Okay, so I could go and review each of these volumes individually, break it down, take it slow, but let's get to the point. Paranoia Agent is basically about the psychosis that goes on within all of our minds, and Paranoia Agent itself concerns with the rash of paranoia, if you will, or psychosis that is going and affecting the entire city of Tokyo, which is somehow related to Little Slugger and possibly the Moroni popular uh, cultural fad. And uh, the whole show is basically, if you will, like all of uh, our little director friends, uh, <laughs> um... Let me go ahead and pull up his name here, just for easy reference. Satoshi Khan, uh, he likes to make all of his movies more or less about human memories and the way that the brain works. Uh, Satoshi Khan goes and takes this, of course, into a television series with Little Slugger. Uh, the first volume really introduces us to things, and the rest of the uh, middle volumes flesh it out, and then finally with the fourth volume, we get back to the main story. Volume 2 picks up where Volume 1 left off, but after we get a bit in, more into the story, essentially it seems that the creatives ran out of story to tell, and so rather than concentrate on the little slugger uh, investigation with our two main detective friends, instead it goes off on its own to go and look at other people within society that deal with little slugger, such as gossiping housemaids and, uh, well, not housemaids, but housewives, uh, and, of course, uh bunch of different people, including some people that are trying to uh, commit suicide, which is actually, even though it sounds very tragic, a pretty amusing episode, though it does reflect sadly on overcrowded areas. Um, the the uh, episodes are pretty good. I felt that the middle part really started to lack because it's like they ran out of story to tell at the core, so they decided to show all this side stuff. Uh, the second volume actually uh, got a really good episode in where they go into the mind of a boy who claims to be Little Slugger um, and they see the world through his eyes of part of a role playing game where he is the savior of the earth so it's uh, some rather interesting stuff to be sure 
Um, unfortunately, for me at least, I was able to see where the ending was going. I pieced together almost everything except for a couple of little details before it even got past the middle slump area. And so when we finally go and resolve this, I had already figured it out. Uh, I like to pride myself. think I'm a uh, very sharp little cookie. But uh, I think that even a person of, let's say, uh, wasn't paying as much attention as people that would closely follow the series probably could have riddled out what happens. Um, don't want to spoil much, but let's just say that towards the end there's a big battle between giant versions of some of the characters. And uh, it, it provides a very amusing show, but I felt the ending, though entertaining, a good way to end it. A little bit weak for something that took itself uh, serious for most of the time. Um, so while I enjoyed it, you know, it, it definitely was flawed. So I'm going to have to say that uh, Paranoia Agent, though I really, really like it, um, I still think I'm going to go and give it a highly recommended. I like all Satoshi Khan stuff that I've seen. haven't seen Perfect Blue yet. A lot of people say that I should. Of course, a lot of people say I should see the Blue Girl too, but just because people say something doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> but if you do have suggestions, of course, I would be glad to hear from you. Just go to the ASO Radio website, www.nz17.com slash ASO Radio. You can use our fan mail uh, form to go and send me a suggestion on what you would like to see reviewed. But regardless, I'm going to go ahead and give uh, Paranoia Agent uh, episodes 8 through 13 a highly recommended. I thought it could be a little bit tighter, a little bit better if they had concluded it really well. Um, it could have been a top recommendation. But as it is, um, it kind of falters, if you will. It doesn't fall flat on its face, but it kind of stumbles halfway through. Uh, but it picks itself up, dusts it off, and gives us a nice ending. And of course, all the symbolism and double meanings of the show really lend themselves to added layers of enjoyment. Sparanoia Agent, highly recommended. Welcome to the fan mail section. Uh, this week we don't have any actual fan mail to read on the air, so I thought I would take this opportunity to present a bit of news about ASA Radio and what's going on with it. Uh, first of all, in anticipation of our 100th episode, I've decided to invite uh, 433,000 of uh, our newest uh, associates uh, from AdvancedAnime.com. We've got a whole bunch of ASA Radio banner ads on there, so if you'd like to check them out, just AdvancedAnime.com. Go ahead, check out their image galleries if you so like. Got a whole bunch of uh, anime girls and different pictures on there you might want to check out and uh, see our banners. And for all of you who have come from AdvancedAnime.com, Welcome into the fold. This is ASA Radio. We try to put out a new episode of ASA Radio every week. Sometimes we uh, take a little bit longer. Sometimes we put more than one episode out a week. All depends on the way things swing here, but we're trying to go and make it a regularly scheduled program so you can tune in every week. Uh, but if you want to make sure not to miss a single episode of ASA Radio, be sure to subscribe to us. We uh, are syndicated through iTunes, and also you can subscribe to us using your favorite RSS reader. Plenty of links on the website. If you have trouble figuring out, be sure to check out our facts section. We're going to be updating that with a bunch of uh, podcast information for those of you unfamiliar with uh, RSS and podcasting. Um, we've got a whole bunch of uh, great features on the show, of course. We could do our anime reviews and our news, if you already heard. We also do our, fa our fabulous hotspot, which we feature a variety of reviews of video games, manga, uh, whatever takes our fancy, as long as it's connected to the world of Japanese animation. 
And also we throw in a couple of uh, different things like topic discussion, rants, and little things like that. Sometimes we even have a special little section called Azure's Corner. Azure's been rather busy, though, so we may not be able to go and feature too many of her little uh, British segs on our show. Uh, let's see, what else we got? Oh, of course, we have our weekly fan, uh, sorry, our monthly fan art contest in which you, the fans, enter your renditions of our mascot, Bandy. Uh, there's a submission form for that on our website, uh, nz17.com slash Radio. You can use that to go ahead and send to us your pictures of Bandy. We'll enter it into our monthly contest, and if you win, you get a fabulous prize from our mystery vault. And, of course, it's a mystery vault because you don't know what it is until you receive it. Uh, fantastic things of all sorts. we got mangas, DVDs, CDs, uh, wall scrolls, you name it. we got something of that nature in our hotspot uh, mystery vault. Um, but, of course, if you name something weird, I don't want any of that in the vault. It's a, it's a sacred vault filled with wonderful gifts of all shapes, sizes, and genres. Uh, let's see, what else? Um... Take a while, look around our site for those of you uh, that listen to the show but have never been to the Acer Radio website because you're subscribing to iTunes or some other service. Uh, take a moment to look around. We have convention coverage from our previous years of going to conventions. We're hoping to add at least one more convention this year to that list of coverage. We have a wonderful artist alley which features all of our official artwork as well as uh, fan art that's been submitted to us and our convention cosplay pictures. Uh, we've got uh, just a ton of stuff. You should really poke around the site, and you can see all of our past reviews that we have done on video games, anime soundtracks, anime itself, and manga. So uh, be sure to check all that out. Uh, we're probably going to be introducing some new contests in not too long from now, and we're going to also have some uh, new hosts on the show. I'm hoping to get at least one new host by episode 105, so we'll see how that pans out. But... I've been leading all this up to going and talking about my big move. Uh, I'll probably mention this in the next couple of episodes, but I'm going to be moving. Uh, it's only about five hours away, but it still involves a lot of work getting everything ready. Uh, I'm trying to make sure we have plenty of ASO radio to keep everybody satisfied until I finish my big move, get everything back set up, and so I can be able to re-upload new episodes and pages on the site and all that. So uh, we're going to count down, like I said, 98, 99, 100 to our 100th show. So expect a new episode on Friday, a new episode on Saturday, and a new episode on Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, I'm a very sluggy sort of guy, and so um, it might take a little longer than I hope to get the episodes out, but we'll just see by the time we put them up. Regardless, though, I guarantee that you will have episode 100 of ASO Radio on ASO Radio's birthday, which is August 13th. We're turning seven. Woo! Started the show in 99, and we've been going strong ever since then. Took a little hiatus in 2003, but or 2001 or something like that, <laughs> and we've been kicking it strong ever since. Well, let's go ahead and mosey on over to our hotspot, which features a wonderful review of a game for the Nintendo DS. Surprise! I also uh, forgot to mention, at the beginning of every show, we have a funny which goes and uh, basically makes fun of what we're on the sh doing on the show or something we've covered recently. Or just something hilarious related to anime and video games. Speaking of video games, we have a review of Sonic Rush for the Nintendo DS. Here's a bit of a sampler music like I've been liking to include on recent episodes. Take a listen. <laughs> Thank you. 
Now, before I get to the gameplay, let me ask you, does that music sound familiar? Because if you've played the game Jet Grind Radio, it should be. Yes, the very same man who's provided the wonderful soundtrack to that game also provides it for this game, Sonic Rush, for the Nintendo DS handheld video game system. Um, so, if you enjoyed the music from that game, you'll certainly enjoy the music from this game. And it helps to go give it a sort of, if you will, Japanese punky fresh street feel. Um, the game it plays very similar to the Game Boy Advance installments of Sonic the Hedgehog, but unlike that game, which had several characters in all the iterations, this one only features two. Sonic the Hedgehog, and if you will, his counterpart from an alternative universe, Blaze the Cat. Uh, they both play very similar, which is both a pro and a con to this game. You see, unfortunately, they both play very similar, but unfortunately they do. What am I talking about? No, I'm not trying to be deep like Satoshi Kon. I am trying to simply say that in this game, Sonic goes and has a variety of moves that he can perform. Various stunts when he's ba bouncing off springs or when he's going and uh, grinding on rails. Um, Blaze the Cat has exactly the same moveset as Sonic. The only difference is when she uses her mid-air tricks, she can go and uh, hover for a bit longer than Sonic can in the air, and she uses fire powers. Unfortunately, Sonic's supposed to be the fastest thing alive on Earth, so her moving as fast as him makes that seem kind of lame and a moot point. Furthermore, Sonic looks fast while he's running, whereas Blaze the Cat doesn't look nearly fast at all. She uses her fire abilities to go and power herself through the air at such speeds, but still she looks like she's going and moving quite slowly. Speaking of looks, the game uses a mesh of 3D and 2D to bring a rather wonderful, I think, experience to the Nintendo DS. The characters don't fit in seamlessly in the world, but it's rather difficult to make anything 3D fit in seamlessly in a 2D world. They use a bit of cell shading, so there's another Jet Grind Radio thing for you. Um, and the game, all, all in all, has a very nice look. The boss battles... Uh, are quite different from the regular stages. The regular stages play in a normal 2D fashion, similar to the Sonic Advance line of games for the Game Boy Advance, but unlike those stages, um, it goes and expands two different screens on the DS. Unlike most Nintendo DS games, this one actually utilizes both screens for the action. So as you're speeding down a hill, suddenly you'll switch from the top screen to the lower screen as Sonic or Blaze runs so fast that they move to the other one. Uh, this frequently happens throughout the game, such as when you're paragliding down from the sky. You'll go and you'll eventually move from the top screen to the bottom screen, and vice versa as you climb up a hill or go through a giant loop-de-loop, -loop, which is rather exciting but takes a bit of getting used to, especially if you're not used to the Nintendo DS game system. You might find yourself wondering where your character went or thinking they actually fell to their death when in fact they're just waiting for you on the bottom screen. The control itself is rather good in this game, but I must say that the special zones in which you work to earn the Chaos Emeralds are not nearly as tough as they were in the previous games. This is both a blessing and a curse, because, of course, uh, no one wants the stages to be overly difficult, but no one wants the Emeralds to be so easy to get that it doesn't actually seem like that much of a reward for... Um, such an easy challenge. Uh, thankfully, though, it has a smooth learning curve, and the uh, last two emeralds prove challenging to get. Uh, of course, the last two emeralds are necessary to go and get the true ending to the game, which is kind of curious because in the game, there's the Chaos Emeralds and the Soul Emeralds because Sonic and Blaze's dimensions are going and intermixing, 
Um, and she has the soul emeralds from her world, and he has the chaos emeralds from his. And while he has to go to the special stages to collect the chaos emeralds, she basically goes and beats up uh, either Eggman, or apparently his twin from this alternative world, Eggman Nega, uh, in order to go and get the soul emeralds. So playing through his blaze is much easier than Sonic in that respect. Uh, the game is pretty fun, unlike uh, a lot of portable 2D Sonic games. When you get hit, you don't actually just go and uh, have a set number of rings that pops out. You actually have a representative amount. So if you have a lot of rings and you get hit, you're not just going to drop 6 or 12 rings. You're going to drop dozens of rings on the stage, which is rather neat and allows you to gain your health back quickly. But it has a weird mechanism where each time you get hit, your rings bounce higher and higher and further out than they did previously, and so it makes it more difficult to catch them if you keep getting hit over and over, which of course makes boss battles quite a pain. Uh, the boss battles, though, very fun, very vindicating, uh, and I have to say Sonic Rush I enjoyed quite thoroughly. Uh, like I said, though, unfortunately, the uh, special stages are too easy, uh, in the beginning at least, and uh, the two characters play too much similar. Also, a big oversight is once you complete the story mode, there's no way to go and see the story scenes again without deleting all of your game data and once again going and playing through the game. And, of course, you'll have to re-earn all the Chaos Emeralds and all your high scores. Uh, the game features a time attack mode for both bosses and stages, and a multiplayer mode, which you can play either with four games, uh, each in their own respective systems, playing wirelessly, or you can use the DS's uh, download function to go and transport miniature versions of the game to each of the, uh, to your friends' DS's. The nice part about this is, unlike most DS games that have been released to date, once you finish playing, you don't have to go and turn off your system to play again. It merely goes back to a uh, midway load screen where you can go and select the stage and it will upload a new stage to your friend's system instead of uploading all the stages and waiting a long time or going and having you to turn it off each time you want to play. So this really adds to the multiplayer, but in multiplayer one screen is used to track the progress of both players uh, while the other screen is used for the actual gameplay. Uh, this would work out well, except the stages you're playing through, with the exception of the special two-player stages that were inspired by Sonic 2, um, the stages were designed to be played on two screens. So if your friend is unfamiliar with the game's levels, he's going to be in a distinct disadvantage when you play, and thus making it no fun for him, because he keeps losing, and no fun for you, because he's not giving you a challenge. So... Uh, the game has its faults, but like Sonic 2, it enjoys the pipe ring collecting stages featuring the bomb. So if you dug that, you'll like this even better than Sonic 2's special stages because they did much better with them and that the draw distance is much further so you can see the bombs and rings coming from much farther away and you control Sonic's position with the stylus. Unlike the regular play, which just uses the D-pad and the buttons and the R-trigger for the stunts, um, the stylus is utilized uh, pretty much fully for this uh, portion. You can have, instead of a full pipe like in Sonic uh, 2, in this game it's a half pipe, and if you go to the sides, Sonic will flip through the air and he might hit a special trigger, which has you go and hit um, various numbers in order on the screen with, within a time limit to earn bonus rings. You can also go and tap some enemies that show up in the pipe to have Sonic jump up at them, hit them, thus destroying them, and uh, going and earning additional rings that way, and preventing himself from getting hit by them in the process. 
And lastly, I think that it should be mentioned that this game inter- uh, introduces something brand new to 2D Sonic and was first introduced in Sonic Heroes, and that is the concept of enemies that take more than one hit to defeat. In this game, you'll often come across enemies which take uh, two to three hits to defeat, which is a bit unsettling for longtime Sonic players, but in another sense is... Uh, much nicer than all of the robots being manufactured by Eggman Manufacturing Companies Limited that are all easily destroyed by Sonic in one hit. It's nice to see that the evil good doctor happens to be going and making some robots that are a bit more immune to Sonic's spin attacks. But I think I've talked at length enough for this game, and so it's time to finally go and dish out a score. If they had been able to go and take these little niggling facets, I think that Sonic Rush could have been the perfect top recommendation, but sad as it is, most games have too many flaws to become a highly uh, top recommended, and so like those games, Sonic Rush earns a mere highly recommended from me. Well, here we are, lads and lasses, at another end of ASO Radio. But don't worry, 99 and 100 will be along soon enough to go and keep you kicking. And then, of course, every week after that, we're going to be coming out with another episode of ASO Radio. At least... That's always the plan. Uh, and, of course, you can find all of our episodes in advance on Club NZ, which can be accessed at www.nz17.com slash club. Um, and I'll be updating the ASO Radio website, hopefully in the near future, with the new information on the club instead of the old information from when we were doing it through our PHPB uh, message board. Anyways, I think this episode has gone on for quite long enough. After all, if I keep on talking, oh, how, oh, how will we get to episode 99? Anyways, for episode 98 of ASA Radio, this is NZ17, signing out. ASA Radio is copyright of NZ17 Productions. ASA Radio is licensed to the general public under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license. Additional licenses available. For more information, visit us online at www.nz17.com.